the Meningitis Foundation are pushing for a potentially life-saving meningitis vaccine to be free for all 16-year-olds, urging the government to extend the age band of those who qualify for it on the national immunisation schedule. Claire and Gerard Rushton bought a 6,357 signature petition on behalf of the Meningitis Foundation to Parliament very recently, I think it was last week, calling for free vaccines for preventable forms of meningococcal disease for all students in year 11. That's the old fifth form. The Rushtons tragically lost their daughter Courtney to meningitis when she was just 16. So last week it was also revealed that about $1.6 million worth of meningitis vaccines are set to expire. On the line with us is one of the main organisers of this, Claire Rushton. Hello, Claire. Hey, Claire. Hi. Hi, Simon. Hi, James. Hi, yeah. Well, you know, Claire, full disclosure, you and I have spoken on a number of occasions, met a couple of times. You know my mum very well, and um, and it was that that sort of got me thinking about your situation when I saw your name come up with the petition to Parliament, Claire. And so first things yep. first, uh, I said to you the other day, and, and I said, and I know I speak for James, I'm just desperately sorry that, that you had mm. to endure the loss of your 16-year-old daughter. I cannot, we cannot imagine the pain you went through at that time. But yeah, thank, thank you. the good thing, if there is any good to come out of that, it's that it's really made you, it was a real call to action for you to get onto this. So do you think, Claire, there's a real lack of awareness for a lot of parents that their teenagers you know, they, they mistakenly think, are protected from meningitis. Yeah, look, look, and that is. And look, you know, um, I've kind of just been on the fringe of the Meningitis Foundation for quite some time. And, you know, it, it's taken me a long time to get to where I am on my point of journey of loss to, to be able to do that. But we, we've always offered our story to anyone or any group that wanted to hear about about meningitis and, and, and our daughter. And we, along with everybody thought our daughter was fully protected. You know, she received the, the pneumococcus vaccine as a child. Um, you know, that's, that's already on the schedule. And um, we were totally unaware that there's other strains, especially A, C, W, Y and B, um, that are out there. And they are the deadly strains. They are the ones that you don't want your child to get. And, and we didn't even know there was a vaccine there. We just didn't know. So that's where my, I started to to raise awareness just for parents. And, and the result was that every parent I probably spoke to were not aware. So they're not aware, but was the vaccine available? Is that what you're saying? Yes, the vaccine is available. But if you're not aware it's there, you mm. don't know to ask for it. So, um, um, yeah, at the moment, you can only access that vac- vac- vaccine free through um, a pharmac-funded scheme to, to universities. But it's people going into the first year called the residence boarding schools, barracks um, and, and prisons. Um, other than that, people have to pay for it. They have to physically go to their doctor, ask for it and pay for it. But the cost is excessive, um, 450 to $600 oh. per child. So, you know, no one has that money, especially not these days. Mm. Um, and, but then... On the other side, when you lose a child to it, you go, if only we knew, if only we knew, we would find that money anywhere if you'd be here today. So that's, it's, that's, that's the hard bit, that's the hard pill we swallow every day. And that's why we're fighting so hard for every other family to make it available to everybody. So, um, Claire, why, why free from 16? Because can you not catch the deadly, deadly strain pre-16? Shouldn't it just be funded from... The earliest of ages, like the other meningitis vaccines are. Yeah, look, I, I don't know all the 
facts and figures around that. Um, certainly, I think our babies, our babies, our young people, and our Marine Pacifica are the highly highest ones at risk. In the real world, if I was running this world, I would give it to everybody. You know, um, so that's really up to the Ministry of Health. Um, I suppose we're following the guidelines set by other countries, UK, Australia, who already have these in their programme, and they start with young people. I presume it's because young people mix the way they mix. Um, you get young people go off to university first time away from home. Right. You know, they're tired, they don't eat well, their immune system's run down, and this disease, once it takes a hold, it really takes a hold, and it's devastating. Right, so that's a very good point. So, so where yeah. where is it currently funded? Free? So funded. So, if you are entering first year at university and staying in a halls of residence, not a flat, just a halls of residence, if your child is um, uh, uh, stays in boarding schools, it uh, sleeps at a boarding school, yeah. um, or if you are in barracks, um, army barracks or prisons. You can actually ask for a, I think it's a dose. You get one dose funded by the Ministry of Health. Right, right, okay. You can ask your GP for it as well, but they they should know about it as well. And you've, sorry, you go, James. You've had support from Dr. Shane Retty with your petition. Yes, we have. We have. He was. He has been amazing. Of course, he has had a lot of. Um, he's totally aware of what this disease is about, and he was very had very much to do with the outbreak that was in Northland. Um, so he is fully supportive of it. You know, his comment was, it's been on the whiteboard for so long, it now needs to be on the table. It needs to be implemented. So um, coming out of, you know, where we are with COVID and, and this next stage we're going with COVID, you know, the hospitals are very worried and, and quite fearful. You know, mm-hmm. the meningitis is going to slip up again. We're going to see possible outbreaks. and. And they're really fearful, you know. They don't want to misdiagnose thinking it's COVID and send someone home. And they die from meningitis and meningococcal. So, and many people can die within 24 hours. That's the very mm. scary thing with meningitis, mm. that you're, you, and you know that only too well. Claire, I, I guess I would be indicative of a lot of men. It's probably an embarrassment to confess, but my wife when our kids were little took charge of a lot of the vaccinations. She just did mm. all that. Um, yep. and, and so... In a nutshell, what age do they get? Do they get a five month and a nine month and an eighteen month meningitis shot now? Do they? Yes, they do. They get that on the immunisation schedule. I don't have those facts in front of me, so I can't can't exactly say what they are. Yes, they do, and then that's really about it. So it's once your child kind of is at that intermediate college age, that is where they're vulnerable. It's the best time to get that because it gives them that long range protection through to to early adulthood, right. which which, which is what you want. Right. Incidentally, so you said Shane Retty was supportive of this. Um, obviously, they're not in government at the moment. Have you spoken with anybody from the current government and what was their stance? So when we met with um, met at Parliament with Shane Reddy to p- pass our petition over, we also had all the other parties there, you know, ACT. Um, Labor were actually extremely supportive of it as well, and so were ACT. Um, so um, they... You know, we felt, we came away from that feeling really, really positive that everybody wants this, and then you know the kind of vaccine dumping kind of happened after that, so which dropped us down pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so yeah, we we're really we're really confident. Um, again, it's it's I, I don't know. It's really up to this government as to whether they want to actually start to really look at this and, and get it underway. We're the last country in the developed world to do it. You know, That's amazing. Last quick thing before you go. So 17,000 vaccines 
um, were either dumped or unused or not given out that no one knew about until now. So that's a bit of a body blow for you guys. Why were 17,000 vaccines dumped? Or what, what, why? Is that just because, is that well, ones that weren't paid for, basically? They had them up their sleeve. No, they're ones that just, I don't know, my picture, my picture, they're sitting on a shelf in a warehouse somewhere and they just didn't get used. Mm. They didn't get promoted, they didn't get pushed, they sat there and they expired and they have been, they have been incinerated. They're gone. We, that's 17,770 doses that we know of. I don't know whether there's another lot to come up in this next year. We are trying to engage with, we're hoping to engage with the Minister of Health and, and the Minister to make sure that it kind of doesn't happen again. Mm. Um, but it also highlights why it's so important that it just goes on the immunisation schedule so that GPs are responsible to give notification, advice and administer these vaccines. It shouldn't go into a programme to be put out into universities. Um, these vaccines are proven to save lives. The dollar amount is... is the dollar amount and the, and the number amount of people that die from it. It's, it's shocking and it's excusable. Um, we know of five pe- five young people and babies that died in that past year that could have had access to those vaccines and they were just dumped. That's yeah. the infuriating bit. That's really, really hard. Very sad. Um, we've got, yeah. yeah. We've got, if I can quickly kind of just add, you know, we've got um, a person, we got some information shared from a family whose child died after nine days in hospital with his disease. And their care was estimated a million dollars. And then our other figures show that someone surviving this disease but left with severe disabilities, that lifetime cost to medical care of devices, prosthetics, and that can be up around $10 million. The buy cost of this vaccine is around $50 to $60. You know, I'm not good on maths. My husband will tell you that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, you know, it's more sim- it's so simple and more cost-effective to prevent this disease yeah. than to treat it. Very, very Especially true. when they're dumping vaccines. Yeah. In that number. If you'd like to know more, you can go to meningitis.org.nz or if Facebook is your thing, the Meningitis Foundation Aotearoa, New Zealand. A private Facebook support group for families and individuals affected by meningitis is the New Zealand Meningitis Support Network. Claire, thank you very much. We will watch this with a great deal of interest to see how it unfolds, but good luck with everything and thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much. I thank you very, very much for the opportunity to speak to. Good luck, Claire.